Hello and welcome to Seize the GM. If you're looking to get started GMing, we're here to help. And if you're a GM with a few levels under your experience belt, we are here to help you find your prestige class. Let us take you through some common questions, concerns, and the fun challenges that every GM will face. We have our ideas, our opinions, and some might even say answers that we want to share. So pull up a chair, dust off your dice, and let us help you seize the GM. Welcome back to another episode of Cesar JM. <laughs> I still have no idea how you can have that much energy. I don't know either. Coffee. Some days. <laughs> uh, I, I had six cups this morning, but that was many, many hours ago. So that doesn't count anymore. <laughs> oh my God. Six cups, dear Lord. <sighs> what? I normally More have than that. Which, yeah. three. No, I normally have three. I doubled today. I was also I didn't uh, have work. I had uh, I had a doctor's appointment and a VA doctor's appointment. So, oh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but enough of that boring stuff. What are we going to talk about today? Your imminent doom caused by NPCs. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're going to, yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to tackle a few NPCs for Edenship. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, there's no like set in stone anything yet. We're just throwing some ideas together. And as we develop more after we get all of this stuff recorded and we go back and look at it all and start pairing things and changing things to make an actual cohesive book thing out of this we'll see what sticks but we have uh two what we have three uh npcs each and so we're gonna do this for the net this episode and the next one we're gonna do just npcs because those kind of are as we've said before, kind of the lifeblood of any story that you're going to tell. So we wanted to put together at least a a few gallery of, you know, stuff you can pick, get inspired by, um, or look, I go, Oh, hell the F no, (laughs) because some might fit for you. Some might not, but some things you might not have thought of. You was like, Oh, that's an interesting take. So And here's the thing, Zen and I both wrote all of ours up completely independently. We have no idea what the other one has written or created. So if there's overlap... um, That's true. I blame aliens. I blame... Well, we're doing a space... It's a space odyssey, so it's an easy scapegoat. Well, that's true. Well, what were you going to blame? Yeah, Yeah, I can see... I was going to blame nothing. I didn't didn't have anything. Uh, but I did do one thing with all of mine. I actually started work on a new Ooh. faction. Yeah. And all of mine are tied to that same faction. And it's a fairly small faction, though. So. Ooh. Um, 
and the name of the faction is the Exoterraformists. Huh. And yeah, right? It's a very small faction in the command section. Um, their job is to look at all of the celestial bodies that Eden comes near to decide if it's worth stopping to get supplies that the ship needs. Most things the ship needs are mineral, though, in nature, since food can mm-hmm. be grown, at least usually. But the other things, like water and air, are finite, even on a big ship like this one. Yep. As that is the the one thing so, is like every decision has to be made through those filters, right? And as you will see through mine, there are some very real choices that have to be made because of what they do, because they are the ones out there looking for that the supplies that are needed, and how best to acquire those supplies. Especially, so this is gonna be good. Yeah. So, do you want to go first, or do you want me to? Are we just gonna split between the th- between the two? We're just like I do, and then you. Yeah, we can just do like one of each, back and forth. Uh, all right, roll off. Odds are you, evens are me. We don't okay. we don't have Gardemage have... here. We can't make a decision because we already had that set up, but now there's two of us. We're like, ah I, I know, <laughs> right? Well, I have I have a big metal D20, so I'm gonna roll it mm-hmm. and see what comes up. Ten. Evens. I Evens. Start then. <sighs> All right. <laughs> okay, go. Gestalt, a human moniker, is a very recent addition to the crew and serves as the sort of navigator. A short and somewhat cute tripedal alien with features that resemble a gecko, he was discovered among some alien wreckage that the ship was collecting. During the salvage operation, his life pod was discovered. After extended and contentious debate, he was allowed to stay on board in exchange for assisting the ship. Gestalt readily agreed, with the alternative being jettisoned back into space. Gestalt, while not perfect, possesses a decent working knowledge of the local area, specifically high-risk areas. Additionally, it was recently discovered that Gestalt perceives things in four dimensions, unlike the three dimensions that Earthlings perceive. How this very perception will impact the ship and the crew is unknown, but the consensus is that the rewards outweigh the risks for now. Cool. I like Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> I like it. I'm, Nothing like a cute I know. Gecko I'm just thinking, it's like, oh, you just want to pet them. And it's, <laughs> you know, let's just put it this way. They're alien. Like, okay, these guys are kind of on edge. I'm cute. You know, do like, do like the cute kitty eyes or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> So All right. Yours? Stanford Van Richard. Stanford has never done an honest day's work in his entire life. He is certain that the galaxy owes him anything and everything he wants. Part of the reason for that is he's a pilot. But not just any pilot, though. He's actually able to pilot the fold ships. 
with these being a very small number of um of them on the ship itself, three in fact, he is sure he is special. Now, each ship uses huge amounts of energy to fold space. With that being the case, they only fold to places that seem possible to have the supplies that are needed. The big things that the pilots are looking for are fuel for the ships and water. Anything else that is needed is tertiary to those main two things in their eyes. Stanford only answers to Ivanovit. So he does whatever she asks of him, even if it doesn't make sense at the moment. And honestly, most things don't make sense to him, even after the moment. While he is a fold ship pilot, he does not lead them. At least not yet. Ooh, I like very much. That's pretty spiff. <laughs> I, we had talked about the little ships that can like go faster than light or whatever. So I was like, well, we haven't touched on it other than saying that we should have it. So I'm like, I'm going to do that. Of course. You need those. They're awesome. Yeah. Right. Oh, it does. Oh, <laughs> just imagine. <laughs> I'm just imagining. Right? Is it terrible that I'm imagining this guy kind of like Gaston from Beauty and the Beast? Like the the... Not at all, because that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, he is just so pompous exactly. and full of himself, and he has no idea what he's doing. Like, 90% of the time, he has no idea what he's doing. It's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all right. So, what do you got next? All right. Let's see. Dewey. Dewey. It's his nickname. His birth name is Ian Paul Freely, which has led to no end of teasing. So, he prefers to go by Dewey. He's the ship's archivist, uh, but his role is more akin to a genealogist and historian. He leaves a catalog cataloging of all the science stuff to the scientists. Dewey felt that cataloging the human experience during this journey is necessary. And over time, he's amassed a considerable collection of photos, diaries, music, drawings, and various other sundries of humanity. That entire collection is cataloged uh, by individual slash family, item type, and stardate. Time on the ship is officially recorded as stellar transit year, but stardate has a nostalgia that many of the crew members find comforting. However, storage place is limited, both digital and analog. And as such, Dewey is often required to digitize and compress what he can and select items in the archive to be recycled for various raw materials. He's been working more and more with the Tinker's Guild to find new ways to preserve the ship's human history. Dewey knows better than most what humanity has lost and strives to preserve what he can for humanity's future. Cool. <laughs> I like him. That is fun. Yeah. And I, I thought it was also a way if, if certain things might get a little bit too heavy, he might be something that can... You know, it's important to have, and also could, I'm sorry, but you get a book of dad jokes. I'm like, hello. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So, so who, who's the next? Who's the next? Ivanette DeFaria. 
Ivanette is a highly trained and skilled geologist and planetary architect. This is why she is in charge of all plans that come into the purview of her group. While she is aware of the needs, she also knows the amount of energy and or fuel that it takes. All of her calculations as to if the group should undertake missions is based solely on a cost-benefit analysis. She has spent her whole life in a pampered state, though. For that reason, she wants to stay in that style that she has been accustomed to for her whole life. Most people don't need the things Ivonette thinks she does. Lavish living and waste is a set of behaviors she does because she is certain she is entitled to them. She has few others. She has a few others in her close circle that help to keep the peace with factions that feel like they need more supplies. Okay, that just yeah, dude, mm-hmm. it, it's it's <laughs> multi-millionaire baroness from Cobra. <laughs> Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Except now imagine she is the one who literally determines what supplies are needed. It's terrifying. Uh-huh. And why certain things happen and some things don't. It's still horrifying. Dear <laughs> Lord. Uh, it's fun, though. It's fun. All right, so what do you have for your last thing? All right. Sharon. Sharon serves at the ship's Shinigami of sorts. She was initially assigned to be the ship's coroner and mortician. Uh, She graduated the master's in anatomy and physiology and had just completed mortician school. But over time, her role has expanded and morphed. As the only resident of the crew with experience up close and personal with death, Crew members naturally sought her out for guidance and solace when dealing with death. With extensive risks that accompany space travel, her skills are essential. Information gleaned from autopsies may help protect crewmates in the future. Her knowledge of green burials has helped reduce natural resource waste, and her knowledge of grief and mourning has allowed her to navigate the personal and cultural minefield that accompanies death and loss. And while Sharon tries to perform her duties with precision and dignity, the stress and weight of her role have taken their toll. Her nightmares grow worse with each autopsy. And as the list of the dead grows, her grip on sanity becomes more tenuous. Who would offer comfort to the Grim Reaper? Who could? Oh, that is great. You like that one? I like it. Thanks. It's <laughs> what? Oh, that's good. I like it. Yeah, because I'll be honest. It's like even in a whole lot of post-apocalyptic, there's not a lot of people that help others navigate, you know, loss and stuff. It's usually this suck it up, buttercup. So I'm like, mm, you have too many people that you yeah. you can't do that. So yeah. right. No, that makes total sense. That's really cool. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so who, who is the last last person in your faction? Okay, it is Dotsie Obeng. 
Dotsy is a woman of few words. Her mind is as sharp as a razor, though. Dotsy, or Dot for short, is a chemical engineer. Actually, one of the best on the whole ship. She understands how molecule bond, molecules bond that forging process and how they're also broken. But also, people and the bonds that they form and break are also visible to her. Dot is different from almost all of the other people in the command section. She started out as a printer and created one of the new styles of printing materials. This got command's attention, which got her formally introduced and educated using education beds. The technology of which is tricky at the best of times, which these are not. This is part of why Dot doesn't talk much. She can show how something works, but cannot explain it to others. The technology has from time to time been able to teach, but not allow the explanation of that knowledge to others. It just works for the few that survive the process. Now, in addition, also the printers are having an issue which is becoming more pronounced as time goes by. That of muddled and mutated gene sequences. That is no different. She has a few mutations. One is she has six toes. That's it, six. Three on each foot. Her other one, though, not really that visible. As a matter of fact, it's not visible at all. But she can read someone and tell their moods. Not because she pays attention, but because she is a psychic empath. Also, maybe one of the strongest on the ship. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's really, really good. I like that one. That one was interesting. Well, if you listened to the Dog Days stuff, I introduced a faction and went through a few people in that faction. Um, the printers are actually one of the, is the faction that got uh, finished as far as the NPCs for that faction. I had planned on doing them, these three, and another one. And then I also have another faction that I'm working on. And once I get that faction done, then we move forward. But I don't, I may just start doing them from time to time during the week and putting them up for people to see on the website and an, a surprise episode from time to time. And those aren't going to be like very long. They'll be like three to five minutes, most likely. So, but that's, that's what I got. Um, maybe Gardemanger will be putting in a few. If he does, you will have to actually see them in the show notes because we have recorded this well ahead of the date in which it will come out. So, yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, what was like, when did we become responsible adults getting stuff done ahead of time? That ain't right. That is I not know. right at all. I'm you're telling me 
and we're early in this project, so <laughs> staying ahead is awesome. Yeah. So, but that's partly because we would like to be able to, as we usually do in December, take the month of December off, even though no one listening would actually know because we would continue to have episodes that drop. So that's one of the reasons why we try to do it that way. But I guess that kind of wraps up this. And I think the next set is going to be something maybe a little darker. Next. As far as NPCs. So now we're going for the rogues gallery. Maybe. Maybe I think it's time we did some of that. But before we do that, we have our obligatory find us on Discord, Patreon, Coffee, Twitter. Yeah, all your, your of the general run of the mail social media accounts. You can it. find us there. You could find the show. You can find us individually. You can find, uh, well, you can find pretty much anything. Just give us yeah. a search. Or you can actually go to cgm.com, yeah. you know, read the show notes, put a couple comments up there too. It's whatever, whatever works best for you folks. Yep. So. Um, so closing remarks, what have you got? Oh, fine. Okay. Well, with, when this comes out, summer is going to be winding down. So remember that time to rest is so actually very, very important. While we're all working hard, take some time to rest and relax. It helps make you more productive when you really need to be. So keep that in mind, get some rest, drink enough water. You know, all those good things. And with summer coming to an end, we're going to be getting into a more hibernative state. <laughs> At least some of us are. Sort of. So, yeah. <laughs> I do not yeah. function well in winter. It is it is not my thing. Oh, I love winter. <laughs> <laughs> I joke because I lose weight oh. in the winter. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, that that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, oh crap! I, so I forgot to. What talk have you got? I am an idiot. All right. Here, here <laughs> is here is the. I'll be honest. It, it's yeah. You know, one, it's like I, I know everyone's been watching Sandman on Netflix, but season two of the Goshen, the, the second. Uh, Goshen Cell Netflix uh, dedicated series. Not a huge fan of the animation, yeah. but the story writing is still has a wonderful kind of ghost in the shell, you know, kind of thinking about, like, okay, what does it mean to be human? Memories, stuff like that. A lot of that transhumanist shit that I absolutely adore. And season two, and yeah. the thing is, like, season one ended on one hell of a cliffhanger. And season two came out. So, you know, it's like, of course, watch Sandman because it's freaking awesome. But, you know, if you're like, okay, I need a little bit of a, a break. You know, it's if you really want to mind screw, uh, check out the, uh, for me, because I really like those kind of just, yes, it's school cyberpunk, but it has a lot of interesting transhumanist kind of just underlying themes. And I love them. So, yeah, you know, season nice. one's out. Season one 
I, I enjoyed the heck out of it because that came out in 2020. I'm like, oh, this is great. So the animation style is that weird kind of janky 3D thing. Not a big fan of it. But the, yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah. if you can get past that, the story is, is, you know, really what you go for. So, you know, I enjoy, okay. I'm enjoying the hell out of it about halfway through. So, yeah. And yeah. All right. You know, enjoy some stuff. And here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with just, I'm watching. And then you're just like, I got to stop. And you just think and just let your mind go yum, 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 on all the stuff you just ingested. You know? Yeah. You know, just it's kind of like, hey, daydreaming as a kid, but this time it's it's spurred by something, you know, <laughs> rather than just I yeah. want to get out of class. Oh yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. definitely. That is cool. Yeah. So, all right. Well, guys. Hopefully, guys, tune in next week and and see what we all come up with for a kind of sort of rogues gallery, maybe kind of sort. Just to put it this way, the, the stuff that you kind of like. Uh, I can see where they're coming from, but I don't like them. You yeah. Know. <laughs> Potential villainy type. Or people. just either that or just pain in the neck. Yeah, well, exactly. that could be the same thing. <laughs> so, all right, guys, until next Keep time. Playing your games. Have lots of fun. Thanks for checking in. It was a blast sharing our thoughts and ideas on our time. We hope that you had a great time with us and could hardly wait to share the next show. In the meantime, let us know how you handled this topic in your own games. You can find us on most social media platforms, especially Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you want to follow us, search for Seize the GM. And if you just want to follow one of us, search for our names on the social media platform of your choice, or go to SeizeTheGM.com for convenient links. Seize the GM is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. All copyrighted material referenced herein are held by the respective owners. No infringement intended and no claim of ownership is Once again, thanks to you our listeners. We hope you gained some ideas for your ongoing games. Or the inspiration to run your first. Now get out there and play some games. Roll some dice. Be safe, and you'll hear from us again soon.